You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. <laughs> wow, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Last night was Ramos Jizz. A Jizz. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn, you can. <laughs> My SEAL Team 6 with the SEAL Team 12. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. I thought you'd get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the debate begin. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. As always, it's a new week, new topic. The Quattro Horsemen are in the house, and we are getting ready to get started. Obviously, before we begin, let me go ahead and do as I always do. Gentlemen, start your engines. I like it. There we go. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and move into our drinks. See what everybody's drinking today. Oh, you <laughs> why, why am I getting? Why am I getting the the, the, you know. the, the, the nod? Play the nod along. Here. Play along. Just get the wave on from a guy with a hook. Just love to be a troublemaker, dude. Just love it. Like Look, I, mm. I had to listen to a ration of uh, you're an abuser. We're in an abusive relationship. All that shit. So I might really as well just lean into it. And this here is further proof. You just own it. That's right. Uh, how's everybody doing today? Horror! <laughs> Horror? What? Horror? Horror? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's an interesting way to start. Uh, if that's how you're doing, fantastic. Um, I did catch that. That was pretty good. Uh, if our listeners didn't, they're about to find out. So let's go ahead and jump into our drinks. Um, I was going to start with him, and then he walks away. What the fuck? And you act surprised. I know. You know what? Then I'm going to start. I'm going to go He's with me first. Uh, he is. <laughs> I'm going to go with me first. Uh, I wanted to try something different. I was going to do a bourbon-based drink, and I thought, what's something interesting and, and different that I have not tried before? And I managed to find this one. And at first, I was like, I'm not so sure about this, but I'll give it a shot. So I'm going to show it to you. I know our viewers at home can't see it. It is a tall glass of sperm. No. <laughs> I was going to say that. That, was exactly that does not was look going. appetizing at all. No. It is called. That's impressive, by the way. Uh, it is. It is a tall somebody, somebody, Somebody's been busy it? today. <laughs> took me like all pineapple. weekend. Yeah. Took me no all wonder weekend. No. we weren't getting responses in the text chat. Um, this is what I'm drinking, and it is called a bourbon milk punch. And when I read the name, I was like, what? I'm like, okay, let me check that out. So it is two ounces of the bourbon of your choice. I did as I always do as a bougie individual and use my Eagle rare. And so it is two ounces of bourbon Eagle rare for me. It is a three quarters of an ounce of cream to cacao. What cream to cacao. cacao. <laughs> cream to cacao. It is a splash of vanilla extract. And the vanilla extract I used was one that my daughter has. And it is basically Jack Daniels with about a dozen sticks of Tahitian vanilla in it. So turned it into vanilla extract. So yet another cool. level of alcohol a quarter teaspoon of ground cinnamon, and then four ounces of milk. And then you shake that up over ice. And then on the top, I know you can't see it, but on the top up here, the little dirt up there, that's actually topped with that, nutmeg. That's not Ramos's jizz? It's not. It's not Ramos's jizz. That's a shame. <sighs> Tasty. That's actually pretty not, good. I hope you're not I'm lactose like, intolerant. Yeah, if you are, then don't <laughs> fucking drink it. Yeah. Like, legal says... Yeah. yeah. So it's called the bourbon milk punch 
I found it in my handy dandy bar book. I was like, that is an interesting one. I'm going to give it a shot and see. Uh, obviously, you do things like uh, white Russian, right? So you do things with cream. But I was like, I'm just going to give this a shot. I've never done bourbon and milk. So what the hell? Um, so it's actually not bad. So that's what I'm doing is a bourbon milk punch. All right, Grinch, I was going to go with you, but you stepped away briefly. So now we're going to cycle to you. I'm ready, what, Coach. What I'm are ready. you drinking today? This is the painkiller. <laughs> did anybody catch that? Because I fucking didn't. Come on, I did. It's the, it's the painkiller. Painkiller. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yes. your note, the note you hit, my ears bled <laughs> slightly, so I didn't actually catch it. My apologies. You can't, you can't half step on Rob Hofford. You got to. You got to go all in. Got to lean in. All in. Yep. Uh, except you're not in leather and studs and spikes. And that's why I got to bring the voice because I left all the other shit. <laughs> so maybe I didn't go all in. But anyway, you, should, hey, you need to look like Blue Oyster Cult and sing like Rob Halford. You'll have it made. Yes. All right. So uh, the painkiller. Yes, You've, pain You've done this before. You've done this before. We've on the show. Yeah. Yes, um, but yeah, have. I mean, you know, you specifically have juice, uh, cream of coconut. Rum, orange juice, and uh, also a dash of nutmeg. Nice. <clears throat> All right, a little nut in your in your drink. Mm -hmm. it, it adds a little something. It does. The Pierre de Resistance. Mm -hmm. All right, so the painkiller for you, the milk, the bourbon milk punch for me, Mac brother. What are you drinking today? Yes, I, I think again, kind of like Grinch. This is one that I've done before, if I recall correctly, on the margarita the show. It was a uh, mm -hmm. it's a Tropic Heat Martini. Um, Sounds familiar. Yeah, it's uh, it's one that I we've had at Bonefish Grill. Uh, you have one near you, but um, it's uh, it's pineapple vodka, a little um, mango habanero syrup, and yes, lime this is syrup. when you made your homemade. I made right? the homemade. Now this yes. time I'm using the uh, the syrups that I purchased uh, that they recommended that they use actually at the restaurant because um, it makes it a lot simpler. Okay, so you've had it both ways now, homemade. I'm not sure syrup. how to answer that question. You've made you've made it with your own habanero syrup, and now you've you, yes. you're using a. I have bought. specifically had the drink both ways. Both ways. Before. Which is Let's better? Be very clear here. Okay. Which um, is better? Which version? I think in this case with the syrup. Really, the store bought. Yeah. The way the they store, recommend store bought it. syrup. Yeah. Okay. Where'd you get the recipe? Now that could be. Uh, I found it online. Um, there's actually a website that uh, lists out uh, on flashcards a bunch of different uh, recipes. So I, I guess it's kind of a breakdown of what, you know, what you learn as a bonefish bartender. Um, and they quiz you, I guess. So they had like, you know, flashcards online I found. Uh, so this the is recipe. their drink. It's not like you went into their establishment and asked to them to make something. No, no, no. This was one that was on their recipe. And, uh, other people have, you know, slight variations of it. I, I've found, gotcha. um, you know, the recipes are all just a little bit different, but uh, you know, I've gone with this one and yeah, it's now I, it very well could have been that was, you know, early on in simple syrup making days that, you know, I did not make the syrups to the best of my ability. And maybe that's why I think this is better. Um, but, but now you're but a trained killer. You're a professional. I, I got a lot of syrup to use up. So uh, I'll well probably be it. using the syrup for a while. There you go. All right. Tropic Thunder. I like it. No, Tropic Heat. No, no, no. Yeah, tropic it's heat. not Danny McBride. It's uh, <laughs> made, gotcha. made with booty sweat. It's, it's Big That's Mac it. here with the Tropic Heat. <laughs> That's it. All right, Haas, finish this out, brother. We know you've been out. You've pre-gamed. You're at home now. You're drinking. It's late in the day. What are you bringing to the show today? Oh, with a new new thing from the oh, uh, Cock and Flow app. Yes. Oh, shit. Yes, Grinch, yes. there you go. He's using the Cock and Balls app. That's right. We found another one. This one's called a triacle. Nice. 
tree. A what? A treacle. T R E A C L E. Treacle. Treacle. Treacle? Is that treacle. like a no, testicle? That sounds too much like fecal. <laughs> so we're going to go with treacle. <laughs> you do you, man. <laughs> Thank you. Sure. But go ahead. What are you drinking? What's in the treacle? It's a treacle. <laughs> and it's got dark rum, simple syrup, apple juice, and Angostura bitters. Okay. The treacle. Treacle. <laughs> Smells good. Is there any treacle matter floating? In I was about that? to say, it's funny that he immediately went to sounds too <laughs> ah, much like it, fecal. Um, I was hoping you weren't going to make that connection either. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> treacle matter. Got Again, it. as we've said, after 30 years, this is on you at this yeah, point. That's right. That's right. You just have to accept responsibility. <laughs> you keep coming back for the abuse. All right. Well, that's true. And, I, and, and you know, you guys will be proud. I did make extra. So nice. I will continue to refill my cup. Until, Until it runneth over. That's it. That's it. All right, gentlemen, the treacle matter, the tropic thunder, the what I'm sorry, the painkiller. No, I like it. I like yes. It. He, and then nuts. <laughs> my my bourbon milk punch. Gentlemen, to the quattro horsemen, I say cheers to you. Cheers. Quattro Yanetes. That's right. Quattro <laughs> Yanetes. All right. Let's let's get this show on the road. Let's get to work. Uh all right. So, you know, our episode today is it's going to be an interesting one. Look, we've covered a lot of things on this show. And we talk about this all the time. No topic is off the table for us. And when it comes to sports, we've talked about collegiate football, collegiate athletes. We've talked about the NFL. We've talked about sports athletes retiring. We've talked about racism in sports. We've talked about a lot of things when it comes to sports, international football. Hosh, you and I did the Euro coverage a while ago. This is one, interestingly enough, that we have, this is a sport we haven't talked about to my knowledge. And we may have mentioned an athlete here and there, but this sport we haven't talked about. And obviously with recent events in the last month or so, I thought this was a good time to go ahead and do this. And of course, Mac being Mac was like, we're talking about this. We're talking about this, sending out stuff, just spamming us constantly. And so it's like, you know what? The man's bringing his A game. Submission. Right. The man's bringing his A game. How can we deny him his topic? At so no we, point have I ever brought my A game. Let's whoa, just be clear about that. Whoa, okay. That's no, don't do that. Uh, so we're going to talk about golf. We all enjoy golf on some level. Well, at least three of the four of us do. Three. Me personally, <laughs> me personally, look, I mean, I've played golf for a while now, and I think kind of my game being where it is, I tend to shoot on a par 72. I tend to shoot somewhere in the low 60s, and that tends to be where I'm at. And I know maybe. And by low sixties, you mean the one sixties, right? No, no, no. I, no, I, 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 I shoot look, in the low sixties. I've, I've played golf with Thor, you know, many times, and and he does. He shoots yeah. in the low sixties on the Absolutely. front two. Look, I, on the I've, front nine. I've no, had no, a couple of games. Two. I've had a couple of games where I, suffice to say, I'm not afraid to toot my own horn. I've shot like 18, 20 under. I mean, it's happened. Mac, you've seen it. Haas, I know you've seen it. You I, must I be talking like about, to see those, you must be talking uh, the video cards. game version. What was that? Was that yeah, not what we were talking about? Were we talking about real golf? Yeah, oh, but... shit. Well, look, if we're talking about real golf, I apologize. Legal says I have to be more specific. I apologize. In real golf, I'm just a hair off that. I shoot about 105. So real close. Uh, that's a big hair. 105. So, uh, yeah. So we're going to talk about golf. Uh, you know, at what we're going to know what any about. of those numbers mean. That's okay. That's okay. That's why I said three <laughs> of the four of us, three of the four of us. Um, but what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk. I, I don't even know how you say it. Is it live golf, live golf, 54 it's, golf. Uh, 
I, I got to see it in writing, but I think it's, I think it's, it's a regulate golf. or relegate. I have to actually see yeah. it written out. Yeah, it is it's, uh, live golf, live golf, but technically it's the Roman numeral 54 because the competition is a 54 hole competition as That's opposed re- to a standard 72, 72 rounds, I think yeah, for the PGA. Hole. Right. So it is a 54 hole competition, <laughs> yeah. three days, three days of 18 holes. And that's where they get the name LIV, the Roman numeral 54. There is a lot of controversy surrounding this, both locally, nationally, and abroad internationally because of all the things surrounding this. So that's what we want to talk about. Like I said, Mac brought his A game. He's done his due diligence. He's done his homework. And we thought this, he's bringing this topic to the table. We're not going to deny the man his platform. So that's what we're talking about. Mac, I'm going to let you start because you are clearly the most knowledgeable. And I'd, if you would just explain to me, because I know you've done this in the past, what is kind of live golf, right? Just give us the brief synopsis. What is it? It's, What's the format? It's golf. Oh God! I that mean, man, that, you know, look, at, the at the end of the day, right? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna shorten it up for you here, right? It's it's a completely new golf. Uh, I guess I don't want to call it a tournament, right? Because it's not really a tournament, and it's not an association. But yeah, fuck, they don't even call it leagues. I don't know what you exactly you would call it, but. It's a series of events, eight events, technically. Yeah, organization across. I guess we'll go with organization. Okay, yeah, we, we can go with that. Um, that was founded and kind of started and chaired by Greg Norman, um, former world number one. You know, uh, most people know know the name for sure. Uh, I don't know how many tournaments he's won over the years, majors and stuff, but it, it, it's a large number. So I mean, you know, well respected in the uh, the profession, but. He has kind of been the CEO of Live Golf um, to kind of get it off the uh, the ground. And, and interestingly enough, this is something that he's been talking about. Maybe maybe not Live Golf specifically, but kind of you know starting a a competitor to the PGA for probably thirty years now, uh, from what I found. So this is not necessarily something new that, that you know, he just kind of brought to the table. Um, so. He's kind of, you know, he kind of got this up, you know, it's going to be a 48 man field, uh, field every, every week. And like you said, eight weeks, eight tournaments, um, no cuts. Uh, and then, you know, as, as we all know, I think golf is a typically an individual sport, right? You, you play as an individual, but they also have, uh, teams. Um, so they have the team concept in live golf. How, how were the teams chosen? Do you know? So they, they had captains and they actually had a draft party. Okay. Um, and the captains, and, and it brings up a great, you know, kind of we were talking about earlier, right? You know, um, most of this is broadcast over YouTube right now um, or the Live Golf uh, website. There's, there's no uh, affiliation with any affiliation with any of the networks or ESPN right. or anything like that, right? Um, so it's, it seems like it's going to be a very socially media social media aspect to it. Driven, right? Um, and and they did they covered the the draft party where they you know they drafted the different teams and now I guess they can bring in some additional players um, outside of I, I guess they're looking to expand that forty eight man field potentially because I know they announced uh, over the weekend they had the inaugural tournament at uh, Centurion Golf course in london um and they announced a couple of additional people that would be joining the tour um for the next round in portland at the end of june right um 
So real. So quick that, and- that's kind of the the you know it, it's it's an I guess kind of a startup league to compete with, um, you know, the more well established PGA tour. Yeah, but what's like interesting? The- you you say startup, and it's funny because you've got some of golf's biggest names. Well, and that's a great you know, thing, you know, and I'd like to talk about that, right, is, uh, you know, Thor mentioned it, you know, I did watch, I, I didn't watch all of it, but I did watch some of the uh, the golf this weekend. Um, and you have some big names, but on the flip side, you have some names that, you know, some of those names maybe haven't really been winning a lot lately. Um, so, you know, that maybe was, they uh, see this. That was tactfully put. <laughs> <laughs> legal says i have to tread lightly there right yeah um, well look you know and i was reading an article before this uh before we started here uh, apparently gary player came out um again another gentleman that's played golf for a long time he's in his 80s now uh when you know a lot of majors for those of you that don't know but uh he came out and you know basically said you know look i, I have no problem with what these guys are doing you know, this is a money grab for them. Some of these guys aren't winning on the, you know, the current, the current PGA tour. They're, you know, kind of just a little bit past the prime, you know, so they see this as an opportunity, you know, they've got family, kids, wives. Yeah. But what about, I don't, the I don't have players. to work. What's that? Well, like uh, Bryson uh, DeChambeau and um, who's the kid from South Carolina, whose name's eluding me at the moment, Jordan. No. Spieth? No, no he's not. Uh, he's not on the not tour. No. Oh, my God. Why well, can't I think of his name? Well, while he's Bubba, thinking of that. Bubba yeah. Daly. John Watson. John Holmes. <laughs> Look, uh, <laughs> I, real quick in terms of the format versus the PGA. Another thing that Dustin I think Johnson. Is, yeah, Dustin DJ? Johnson. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. on. I think the thing that's interesting about the format is in, the, in a PGA tournament or PGA sanctioned event, it is... Roughly 100 players start on Thursday. They shoot 18 holes Thursday and Friday to set the field for the weekend, and they reduce that based on the number of strokes or whatever to a field of about yeah, a 48, yeah, 48 to 54, depending. And those members play through the weekend. So if you roll into a PGA event, one of the 100, you're going, okay, the purse is X amount of dollars, but the only way for me to earn anything is to get to Saturday. Right. But what Mac is saying is because they are starting with 48 members, no cuts, you're going to earn money regardless of where you start or finish the weekend. You're earning something. Right. There's no, there's no question about, am I going to earn anything this weekend? You're going to earn something. Now, how much or how little depends on obviously your play. But when you well, start the weekend, you know you're earning money. And, so, and right there's you're probably the first thing because there's a lot to unpack about this whole uh, yes. this whole experience. But we we can start right there at the very top with probably what is you know many people consider the most controversial thing. Right? Is yes, there there's a lot of money involved in this. Right? These right. guys, you know, and and I'm not saying I blame them because I would do the same damn thing. They're in it for the money. Right? There's no doubt about it. Right? Um, you know, maybe, maybe there's something of the, oh, well, you know, we get to be in on the ground of a new startup, you know, and, and part of that, but at the end of the day, it, it's all about the money and that money is coming from the, somebody keep me honest here, the it's a Saudi Arabian, Saudi investment, Arabian fund. investment, and it's the, uh, geez, private or public investment fund, something along those lines something like that. Um, and so that in is where one of the major controversies comes from is, is that it is being funded primarily by, you know, Saudi Arabia, who has a less than stellar human rights records 
right. uh, over the Again, years. Tactfully and that's, put. Yeah, and that's yes. been called into question <laughs> since this entire thing started. But real quick, I don't want to get too far in before we finish this, just so people understand the correlation. So if you are one of the 48 members, Max said there's a draft. There are 12 captains because there are 12 teams. Each week, they will be drafting their team. So it's much like fantasy football, right? Okay. Every week, you know, I mean, you do a draft and then each week you can swap out players. But here they will be drafting week to week. And so you'll be playing with different people every week, depending on how the draft goes. And so the teams will get set each week for each of the events. You don't, you're not drafting at the beginning and then playing with the same people through all eight events. Now, I find that interesting though, because I, I know at the end of the season, the winning team gets a, a percentage of the purse. It's a pretty substantial amount of money. So that, that's interesting though. It's not going to be the same team then. Yeah. Same team across the, uh, the entire uh, eight, the entire event, eight right. rounds. Yeah. yeah and eight, again, it's just events. the format they have. I think hmm. one of the interesting things is, is it is 54 holes and to reduce the amount of time and playing, they are doing a shotgun start. Shotgun start. So, so everybody's each team on the course. starts on a different tee and then they just start playing. So I think that's an interesting kind of uh, division away from what the PGA tour does. Cause obviously we know the PGA, everyone starts on T one and you go through all 18 and, and it makes for an, an all day event getting all those players through. We're here, everybody's starting at the same time and you're just playing whatever hole you're on and you go through your 18 and then you're done. Well, and I think, you know, kind of the, the advantage to that is that you're, you're playing in real time, right? So, you know, what, you know, what you've got to be doing as opposed to, you know, I may be teeing off last, but, you know, somebody ahead of me had like a spectacular day and I know there's nothing I can do to catch them now, right? Right. Um, so you, you have to be a lot more aware of, of how everybody's playing, you know, currently, which is a bit of a different Beast. format than what you right. see in the, uh, the PGA. Right. Because we've seen teams in any sport, right, when it's something like that. A team plays, they do a certain way, and somebody playing later in the day goes, well, I already know what I have to do because I know what that team's done because I'm competing, right? Here, everybody's playing at the same time, so you really have to be cognizant of how everyone's playing if you want to finish high. Now, I do want to say I sent out a text this week, and I want to apologize to you guys. I miss, I didn't misspeak as much as I misrepresented the article I read. The payouts for this tournament are for individual winners. It's a $20 million purse. Now the article I saw said the, the individual winner receives 20 million. That is actually not accurate. It's a $20 million purse that gets spread over all of the winners. When I first saw that, I was like, holy shit, I guess so I that's get what it. I was like, that's what I was <laughs> right? like, oh, fuck man. Uh, so Charles Swartzel won the inaugural event Four. at Centurion and won $4 million. Yeah, four million times. So, so Grinch, this is where you can still say, Holy "I still get shit. it." So, right? so I yeah. mean, it's... but when you think about it, yeah. the largest payout in the PGA is the Players Championship. That was a three point six million dollar payout, but that was four days worth of work. This is three, so you're reducing mm -hmm. it by one day. The purse is greater. Never mind the fact that his team also won, and there's a five million dollar purse split between the top three teams. The top team makes three million. Second place team one point five million. The last, the third team gets five hundred thousand. So. He actually made $4,750,000 for three days worth of work, which is the largest payout in any PGA tournament. I mean, that's the largest in golf. In any golf ever. tournament. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. I, I mean, to say it's a money grab, absolutely. PGA was here recently. I think the total purse was $5 million 
for every so player. The winner won like two something, you know, uh, I think right. second place won 1 million and then it just, you know, and then it kind of rapidly drops from there. Right. Um, so that's kind of the format, kind of the purse situation, and that's going to be the case. So let's talk about the two major controversies that surround Live Live 54, whatever the name is. I don't fucking know. The two major controversies, the first being, as Mac mentioned, this entire endeavor is being backed by a Saudi Arabian investment fund that apparently has ties to uh, some groups in Saudi that committed some massive atrocities as recently as March. Uh, the execution of 81 members, uh, 81 individuals back in March. There's that issue. The second issue is something, obviously, from a national local perspective, is that the PGA does not allow its members, any card-carrying member of the PGA is not allowed to play in a non-sanctioned, P- uh, non-sanctioned event. And Live Golf qualifies as a non-sanctioned event. So you had a number of players wanting to play, but the PGA said no. So what did they do? They played anyway. Or in the case of DJ, Dustin Johnson, he resigned his membership to the PGA in favor of playing. Yeah. And I think it's important to note that, that everybody that played, you know, obviously, like you said, DJ resigned. Um, I think everybody else uh, got booted. They are no longer a member of the PGA. They cannot play in any of those events. Um, And it's interesting to see because you have somebody like uh, Phil Mickelson, who was a lifetime member of the PGA for, you know, his contributions to all of his winnings. And it's like, well, if you're a lifetime member, how can you boot them? And, you know, how can you rescind that? I mean, I, obviously you can do whatever you want to do. It's your, it's your tournament, it's your association, but Clearly I, I just feel like it's it. very petty. Well, yeah, they've you mean done from it, the yes. PGA? From the PGA's perspective, you're saying it's petty. Yes, I think so. Okay. Right. What, I mean, what drove this? Was it just, a desire to change the game? Were they frustrated with the, I the think, format of the PGA? I mean, I think the impression that I got from some of the articles I read from Greg Norman was that it was the, the driving factor was yes, to, to create another opportunity for these guys to have somewhere else to go and play and, and have big money. So basically create, you know, as he said, it, free agency in golf, right? They can now leverage their skills just like any other sport to go and, you know, get paid more. or any other career, right? You, right. you have options to be able to go somewhere else. It's, it created a free market, right? Because before this, the PJ was the only place to go. Yeah. Right. I mean, you had, if you, you know, didn't, if you didn't you like the their European rules and regulations, for... if you didn't like their payouts, you know, scales too bad. You right. have no recourse. Right. And Mac, I think you said something earlier this week, maybe it was you, you, you said something about, Technically, they're contract employees, right? For the they, PGA. they are they, independent contractors. Thank you. Uh, is what the PGA classifies them as. They're not employees of the PGA. So, you know, my thought process behind that is, if you're an independent contractor, you're a contractor, you can do whatever the hell you, you want. You have the ability. Well, and and I think you don't have a contract that, as long as the contract doesn't state that there's a non-compete clause. Well, and I think that's the the sticking point here, right? Is is that the PGA has something in it that says you cannot play in any other non-sanctioned events. Um, and so, so that's kind of the, the footing that they have for this. Now, I think you'll see some, uh, some lawsuits kind of come out of this. Um, you know, cause I think some guys have, you know, the ability to come back and say, well, you know, I earn the right to play at these mass, you know, play at the masters, you know, every right, year. Right. Cause there's rules. You know, Cause I win so many right. tournaments, right. You get, you get right. either a five or 10 year window in some cases, in some of these tournaments, you yeah, get a lifetime exemptions. exemption. Yeah. Right. 
And and the interesting part is the PGA, which is of course governed by the USGA here in America, that sets all the rules and guidelines as the governing body to make sure that there is continuity and legitimacy to the PGA tour. I mean, it is, there are a number of factors related to how the PGA tours run and the different tours that are sanctioned from the PGA tour, the European tour, the LPGA, the tour of champions and so forth. And that's why they're saying this steps outside of that because it is not sanctioned by the PGA. And because they are the current players are card carrying members of the PGA and their rules and guidelines state, you cannot participate in a tour, not sanctioned by the PGA. If you are a member is what has caused a lot of that, that local controversy where players are like, yeah, but I want to go and I want to make more money. And I don't know if you guys saw the PGA actually just up their purse. I think they're adding another 3 million to events to kind of up the total purse. They get spread out over all of the members. Cause I think they're trying to find a way to compete with not, people not jumping ship to go to this right. other series of events. And they're just like, you know, the masters, I don't, I think the masters was like 1.8 million was the winner won 1.8 million at the masters. And, and we think of the Ooh. masters, the British open, the U S open, like the four major opens those, those majors as kind of the pinnacle events in the PGA, but those buy or those payouts are nowhere near what live golf is willing to pay out. Well, and, and I think you have to kind of pull the majors out of it a little bit, right? Because there, there's some prestige to the majors, um, right. you know, th- th- those guys, you know, I mean, they're not, they're not turning the money down, but they're playing those hey. games, you know, those, those tournaments to win. It's, you know, the February weekend event for, you know, the crypto.com currency, <laughs> you know, tour. What about a Ryder they, Cup? Are they allowed to p- They are not allowed to play in no, the Ryder Cup. They can't. Wow. Wow. And yeah. I think it was, Ke- I saw an article, Kevin Na came out who was a member of the PGA and he has jumped ship to live. And he was like, I'm absolutely sure they'll let me play in the Ryder cup. Well, apparently now the PGA is saying because of that, we're banning all 17 players that took part in this. You are now banned. You can participate in no function, no tournament, anything related to PGA tours. Wow. So the PGA has really got a, got their, their undies in a twist, huh? They have clamped down. Yeah. No, because if you're the PGA, you're looking at this going, we can't afford to yeah. for, for a know, whole bunch of more people to jump ship. Jump ship, right? Well, no, no, we can't afford to pay these guys what they're going to get over here. And well, hold on. Now, is that now they're going to be. Is that necessarily a true statement? I mean, is that not, maybe part of the reason why Norman. We're not to going to oh, okay. try and afford. Right. <laughs> okay. Now, it sounds like that may be changing now. They may, they may see the writing on the wall uh, to Thor's point, you know, and they're offering up some more money, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they see these guys leaving, you know, and again, it's not only the money. Now you're talking about you've got to work eight weeks a year as opposed to, I think, you know, 32. I think there's like 32 PGA Tour events. Yeah, every it starts year. in November. Now, obviously, or something they like that don't and play every one October. Of them, but, you know, right. But you, if you, you want to maximize your make, earning potential, you right. play in every tournament every weekend because well, they are every it, week. You know, and the, the, well, maybe one aspect of this is, um, as somebody who, you know, lives in an area that that's obviously very golf heavy or, you know, the home of American golf, as it calls itself, you know, there, there's no shortage of beautiful courses across the country and the world. Mm-hmm. And they all jockey for maybe one bite at the apple, like every four years, as opposed to, you know, you could probably create a lot more economic activity by having that frequent tuned up a little bit 
and it just, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I'm maybe starting to get it a little bit because, you know, PGA or the golf community has a tendency to insulate itself, even though, you know, they know they need the, the lifeblood is you got to keep bringing in people. And then those TV contracts and sponsors, I'm sure how they're paying for most of this. I, I don't, I have no sense of is golf viewership declining, increasing. I, I, I think, know. yeah, I think it was declining. I think um, COVID may have helped with the interest in golf because it was one of the things that you could still go out and do. Right. You know, it was outdoors. You could, you could easily separate. Um, so from a playing standpoint for the general public, um, I think golf went up, but I think golf viewership uh, wasn't a decline uh, for, for, for many years. Um, so I, you know, I'm sure that, you know, and if I'm looking at this from, you know, Liv's perspective, I'm looking at, okay, you know, look, look let's be honest, right. Typically golf was old white dudes, right. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Right. You know, you, you had a younger crowd get energized when you had the likes of like Tiger Woods, Sergio Garcia, some of the names that we remember, uh, when it kind of hit its pinnacle, but then it, you know, it started to dip off again. Um, so how do you, you know, if you're live golf, you know, they're looking at it like, okay, how do we tap into that younger crowd? Because you're right. You have to start bringing in, you know, the next, the next wave of people that are going to play your sport. Um, and, and it looks like they're doing it through, like I said, through social media, you know, you've got to watch the the matches on your, you know, YouTube, they're doing, you know, interviews on YouTube and posting them there, you know, a lot of stuff on Instagram. So it sounds um, like a lot of fanfare. Uh, you know, there were concerts every night after, you know, after the tournament was done. So, uh, in so London. in other words, P- the PGA just seemed to be re- relying on and resting on their laurels yeah, they were a little and, not ev- and not evolve and growing. And so now we have this, this other organization that's trying mm-hmm. to evolve and take golf to the next level and be creative. It's the and- XFL of golf, right? Yeah, I mean, to some extent, like. right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I agree with you, Haas. I mean, I, I'll, I'll admit I don't watch it. I mean, I'm in pretty indifferent, and even though it's on d- damn near every TV in this area, <laughs> where you're at, you know, yeah, it, it's just, I mean, there's no appeal necessarily to me, but I could see, um, you know, it's kind of like why UFC was more interesting than boxing because it was more dynamic and energetic, mm-hmm. and then even like car racing, you know, they started evolving some of their like fantasy stuff and points and qualifying. Mm-hmm. It just seems to be the way things are going. And if, you know, back to the old white dude mentality of, you know, the game's just the way it is. Like I could see where some people probably were ready to rage against the machine. Now, am I thrilled that it happens to be Saudi Arabia? (laughs) Well, I mean, they've got money to spare, so I guess I get it. It's just, so that's not a great look. (laughs) Well, and that, that'll bring us into two things. One, one, you know, and Grinch, you may know the answer to this. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're, you know, as far as countries go, the U.S. is an ally with Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah. Um, so, I mean. <laughs> the way he did that. I, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get I get it, right? I mean, I'm not saying that they necessarily should be or shouldn't be, but they are. They, so from yeah. that standpoint, you know, it's kind of like, and I'm I mean, not, you know, by any stretch of imagination, justifying what they've done, right? Um, you know, it, it's been well documented the atrocities that have happened there and probably will continue to happen there for a period of time. Um, but it brings but, in the the word that we got thrown around a lot this week and, and probably will continue to be thrown around uh, the sports washing, right? Yes. You know, where, where a, you have a country like this who 
who involves himself into something to kind of cleanse their history to some extent. Um, and they're not the first people to do this, right? I mean, it goes back, I think, from what I saw, you know, you, you could go back to, I think it was the 1930s, you know, when they held the Olympics in Germany. <laughs> you know, they, they were certainly trying to uh, put a pretty, yeah. pretty, put a pretty face on things. Putting lipstick um, on a pig. It's mm. still a fucking pig. Word. Yes. Well, and I, Mac. I, ironic to use that animal in this. I, I kind of, yeah, I was going to let that one go, but <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> let me go back, Mac, to what you said, or not mm-hmm. what you said, but what you were trying to say a while. It is the public investment, investment. fund, PIF, which is the financial arm of the Saudi Arabian government which means clearly the backing comes from the government. And it's interesting because, and I'll you know go ahead and throw them out there, Phil Mickelson, which of course, obviously, a, you know, you've already mentioned, uh, an author who is writing his biography, Alan Shipnuck, came out yes. and said that uh, a quote from Phil was in re- reference to Saudi Arabian people, uh, the government, they're scary motherfuckers to get involved with, Mickelson said, according to Shipnuck. We know they killed Washington Post reporter and U.S. resident Jamal Khashoggi and have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over or for being gay. And knowing all this, why would I even consider it? Because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. And the quote goes into him talking about how the PGA is a dictatorship and that the tour commissioner, Jay Monahan, while comes across as a nice guy, is basically somebody who feels like they are in control of all the golfers and the golfers have mm-hmm. no recourse. And it's oh. why a number of golfers have decided to jump ship. Who said that? Mickelson? Mickelson. Mickelson. It was a quote by Mickelson. Now he tried to walk it back. He wrote, uh, apparently texted Shipnuck and was just like trying. And as Shipnuck says, he apparently was trying to rewrite history after saying it to me was like, oh, that was off the record. You took it out of context. You know, so trying to walk those comments back and then ultimately came out and apologized for those comments. Um, but ultimately, you know, Mickelson the damage has been done. Yeah, obviously it's a I huge don't, name. I don't it's, think that's necessarily untrue that Mickelson believes that to be true is probably a lot of golfers believe that to be true. But um, well, something that I didn't know until recently, that Mickelson has a massive. apparently, a, 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 yeah, a, apparently has legal says I have to say apparently has. A, a somewhat of a massive gambling um, uh, hobby. Uh, gambling so, debts so, that exceeded $40 million between 2010 and 2014. It, it's pretty safe to say then the uh, the next person to join the tour will be John Daly. Is that where, is that where <laughs> we're going with this? Wow. Man, that's a lot of long drives. I mean, that, you know, drive for show. Exactly. <laughs> Put for dough. Um, yeah, I mean, but you, but you wonder, yeah. I mean, would you see somebody like that, right? You know, I mean, clearly – you know, not doing anything on the PGA, but, you know, could, could be a bit of a money grab. And, and let's be honest, right. Phil Mickelson would wear me out on a golf course, um, but he's well past his. Among some other places, big boy. Yes, he would. <laughs> um, no, I'd be his daddy. Uh, but yeah, clearly. Past no, you'd his be his caddy. I don't know where we're going. Now. Yeah. And I, I so, thought it was interesting. And, and, and so you look at some of those guys, right. You know, Dustin Johnson, they're, they're big names. But they're big names that haven't been relevant in a while, right? So yeah. But what about uh, the guy who won the twenty twenty, Shembo, Bryson Shembo? I mean, Shambo. that's a big name. Yeah. Well, I mean, Dustin recently, Johnson, right? Sergio Garcia, Bryson DeChambeau, Ian Poulter, Lee Westwood. I mean, there are a lot of big names. But, but, Phil yeah, they're huge names, but guys that aren't winning regularly, regular basis, right. right? But 
in the world rankings, the 20 that have jumped are in the top 100 in world rankings. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's a fair chunk in terms of, you know, and I think DJ is the highest ranked. I think he was world ranking number 15 at this, well, at not, this, not when anymore. this happened, um, not anymore. Because actually the live golf tournament or association, whatever we want to call them organization is not a part of the world rankings. So they will all lose their world rankings as well. By dropping now, off the PGA? By dropping off the PGA okay. Tour. Now, Live Golf is, you know, lobbying to try and get to be part of the world rankings uh, so that their events will be recognized. But at this point, that's not the case. Right. So, seems like a lot of this was kind of premature, maybe. You know, it seems like maybe they should have, like, formed an organization and, and had some more links and ties to the world golf. Uh, yeah, but I don't uh, think they were going to get those, right? I mean, until they, I, I think uh, you just have to start so, playing. And that's why they had to throw double the cash at these guys, right? Exactly. Because that's the only way you're going to get them to leave. So you're, what you're saying is your your thought is Liv should have worked with the PGA to be what? PGA well, I don't sanctioned the PGA, but maybe, maybe, maybe the, you know, the rest world of the world. Golf Association. They, yeah, the World or Golf world Association, golf the rest of the world, yeah. to, get, to get some kind of foundation and grounding so that you have some kind of legitimate argument. Look, I, 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 if it's true, and I believe that's probably the case that the PGA is this all omni whatever organization when it comes to golfers who want to do that as a professional living, it only seems right that there's options so that they will be forced to evolve and grow and be better than, um, I just concerned that this the, the the LIV is the place that's making it happen potentially because there don't seem to be a good group of uh, people supporting uh, the financial aspects of of this and I, I I think it's a shame that these guys feel like this is the only way they can push forward professional golf for change uh, is to is to join mm-hmm. right is to join an organization that has to literally pay them in blood money I guess right. Uh, to the tune that is just so insane, you can't say no. Well, although look. Tiger Woods said no, did you see that article? I did not. They were going to pay him. They were going to pay him a billion dollars to join. And he said, "No, I'm good." Do you mean to be like the face of? No, to, to join. To join to be a player, right? Yeah. Player. I mean, well, he just made the the billion dollars list. He's one of he three did. athletes uh, that made right. the billion dollar mm-hmm. list. But you can be a two billionaire. Well, three (laughs) Americans, right? I think it's three Americans. Yeah, um, MJ, LeBron, and Woods are now the three sports athletes that have broached the one billion dollar mark from America. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Because you got Um, Oscar De La Hoya, you got Cristiano Ronaldo, you've got Messi, you've got yeah, quite a few. I apologize. Yes, thank you. Legal says I have to say Americans. Um, So, uh, like I said, this is obviously a twofold in terms of the controversy. The PGA's perspective in terms of uh, them banning players for jumping to to live golf or live golf. I still don't know how you say it. Live. It's like and the, then live. Or and just, then, just, just pick one and use that okay. confidence that you have. Live golf. golf. That's an interesting driving, name. You know? That's an interesting Arlo, name. Arlo Cons- White pronounced it live golf. Gotcha. It's interesting that live golf, that that's the name, considering it's backed by a company or a, a fund yeah, that irony. has... Yeah, I mean, it takes lives. look, let, let, let's let's be honest here. Live and let live. The the, the PGA. Unless you're homosexual or is, disagree is backed, with us. They're backed by a bunch of uh, corporations, right? No doubt about it. 
Um, I'm not saying to the same extent they're doing anything to the same extent the Saudis are doing, but you know, let's be honest. Right, so know, these corporations are not, you know, they're not clean either. No. Would you guys jump ship or would you have stayed at, with the PGA? Uh, I would have jumped ship in a heartbeat. Probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, right? Probably. I mean, I, I, I mean, to your question, I, I, I guess I, like I said, I get it. If you're, I mean, the PGA is kind of constructed with a bit of have and have not, you know, haves and haves not, have nots, Jesus. Yes. Um, and I could, I can see where if you want that fast money and you want to move quicker, I get the appeal. But I think some morals and values were left at the door as part of that. So, well, but, um, but look, they look at it from a standpoint probably of I'm, a, I'm just a person that plays a sport. Right. I'm, I'm simplifying it. Right. But I'm yeah. not a role model. That's not my job <clears throat> is to is to get involved in the politics and, and all that stuff. You know, Ooh, I, I go. You'd be wrong. And I'm sorry. Anybody in that that holds that platform and that status. You're a role model for somebody. You are. Well, I think. Th- but that's not necessarily by their choice. Just because uh, it doesn't matter looks if it's by your choice. It. You have to accept you have to accept the position <laughs> Clearly you, you don't, don't have to. But you don't have say, to. You don't. You're right. You're right. I apologize. You don't have to. But if you don't, then should you, as a good human being, right? But yeah, that's a whole other. I mean, that's a whole other discussion we could have. It's a whole we have other here right debate. now, right? But it is. You know, if you're looking at it just from, you know, and that's why I say there's a lot to unpack here, right? If you, if you take the fact that this is being funded by, you know, the private investment fund of Saudi Arabia, out of the mix. Then you know you wonder: Does the PGA still have a problem with this, or is their problem simply oh, they don't uh, want competition? Yeah, that's it. For and me, I think th- right, I mean that's yeah, what yeah. it has right. to be. Yeah, I think it's both. I don't I think mean, they have any issues. They, they, this isn't a moral thing for them, right? They're not saying we're not going to back you guys because you're you're going to play for a you know a tournament funded by Saudi Arabia. Yeah, we're going to do it because we don't want competition. Right. Well, and and. You know, I, I mean, I think the only maybe one of the sports that's comparable in terms of access to tournaments is tennis, maybe, you know, uh, because to get your world ranking and so forth. I mean, right. I don't necessarily want to go, well, just for the fun of it, let's have a net that's on fire. Um, you know, we'll put oh, I'd watch we'll that. Put that's say, middle, you know, <laughs> just because you're making it more entertaining. Um, you have people tennis. throwing firecrackers out another right, right. It's it's know. live tennis. We've uh, we started a new branch of their yeah. Everybody their in the audience gets nerf guns. Uh, we need to hurry up and trademark this. Legal says <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it's just like to me. Um, I, I have no dog in this fight. It's just it 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 seems it seems a little bit uh, sullied. It kind of feels a little dirty, like. This is the only play, you know, the only country that probably would have had the cash, right, to just yeah. go forth on this, knowing full well that it didn't look good. Um, so I don't, I can't connect necessarily with their position relative to the PGA when it just kind of feels a little icky. It's not that I don't understand. There's probably some frustrations with the PGA concept, and it just doesn't evolve. It, it's going to probably want to stay the same way for years. It's not that I don't see that. I just feel like this is maybe not the right answer. You, you, to... you think there's a better way to do it. This, this is yeah. the right way. Just because, it, again, and I think it's just because it's who it's backed by, right? I mean, if yeah. it was backed by North Korea, you'd be okay with it. 
Yes, so it, 100%. 100%. So if if Live Golf had come out, it wasn't backed by Saudi Arabia. Let's say the payouts, like the winner earns a hundred grand, right? As opposed to these massive payouts, the winner earns a hundred grand. Everybody, you know, the last guy, forty eighth, gets you know, two thousand dollars. If you were truly changing the format of the PGA, if you were truly rising up against the PGA and going, we want things to change, so we're doing this. Would those same golfers have jumped ship? No, because in, you're not in an effort anything. to change PGA. What What are you changing at that point? You're just you're you're taking the status quo and moving it to another place. Well, I, no, but what I'm saying is, if if Live Golf truly has the impact these golfers are claiming, it's going to kind of reshape golf. It's groundbreaking. It's new, and it is going to pull us away. It's going to force the dictator to have to change his policies or her policies, whatever, whoever's in control of the PGA. Right. If, if the money wasn't there, regardless, would these players still jump ship? Because they're it's it's altruistic, uh, so, and they really so want to change. You, you, you want to say golf. yes. You but, want to say yes, but let's be honest. I don't think it would happen. I, think I every don't think they did the, it for the money, right? Every I, single oh, one. Oh, I think that's look, my and I don't think, and I don't think any of them are, are really hiding that fact, right? I mean, I think I think a lot of them in the interviews I've watched have have been fairly upfront. You know, they haven't come out and specifically said it, but they didn't really beat around the bush about it either, right? It was, look, I got the opportunity to make this amount of money and work, you know, eight weeks a year. I, I can guarantee you right now there isn't a person on this call that wouldn't have jumped at the opportunity to do that. Well, if you I mean, look at if yeah, you look but at the, was it Vladimir Putin and some secret, you know, not so secret freaking Russian organization funding my my wealth? I think I'd be okay with that if I don't have to work. Well, eight I, weeks I don't. A year. I don't think I would be okay with that. <laughs> well, let, let's look. Uh, this late the 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 inaugural tournament that took place in in London, just outside of London, a field of forty eight. Last place was a man by the name of Andy Ogletree. Three days worth of work. He earned 120 grand. And, and, and just this, and we can circle back around to this. Where did he finish as far as over par? Plus 24. Exactly. He finished well, so, like well, I would have finished. I could do that. Well, and that's my point, right? <laughs> is I watched some of the golf. And again, you know, everybody on that tournament, you know, would wear me out on a golf course. I'm not, I'm not good at all. So I want to preface by saying that, but the, the consistency and level of play was not what you would see at a PGA tournament. And I know some of that could have been nerves, right? Some of it could have been, you know, people trying to press and do something that they couldn't have done. But, you know, I think there was eight people out of 48 that finished under par um, and I don't know what the standard is for, you know, a regular, you know, PGA tournament, but I feel like it's, you know, probably more than that that finish under par. Um, and, and some of the shots, you know, I'm like, oh, that looks familiar. I, I've played behind those trees before. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, <laughs> you know, Thor's played out of that uh, sand trap before, um, you know, and look, I get it, right? It happens, but it seemed to be a lot more of that. It was almost like the quality of play wasn't quite what you would have expected. And, and again, some of that could have been the inaugural game, you know, the inaugural match, um, you know, a lot of nerves and everything to be worked out. You know, it'll be interesting to see how that continues going forward. So, you know, and it's, and it's funny you bring that up, Matt, because what, what was occurring to me earlier was you're only playing for eight weeks and you're not playing the top tier competition in the world, which means you're not getting better at your craft necessarily. You may actually even be getting worse. I, but again, I don't think that's the goal for a lot of the, you know, 
I think for some of these people, yes, they, this, you know, they're looking at this as a stepping stone to the next level. Right. But you're, 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 you're well, okay, well, so what's the next level is the next level, the PGA, because if you're an American, not anymore. Right? <laughs> right. That's my point. So yeah. it's not like that can be a stepping stone to something because. Well, it could also be that, you know, look, you know, I'm, I'm not good enough to make it on the PGA, but you know, they need to fill out the field and I'm good enough to make it here. So, you know, here's a way to make a living. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if I, you I look just, at some of the guys like, you know, Carl Schwartz, you know, Schwartz or Phil Mickelson, you know, they're, they're looking at this. They're, they're not trying to get better, right? They're trying to maintain and ride off into the sunset. Yeah, I mean, that's the I, unfortunate reality of it. And I think all of that is kind of why I just, I, I, I don't connect with this. It, you know, it's backed with some sketchy money. It's the people that kind of have an ax to grind or just want to cash out quick. And I just like it, if it weren't artificially held up by money that doesn't really make sense for the market, I don't think. Yeah. I just don't know how it's sustainable. Right. Just to put it in perspective, as I mentioned, Andy Ogletree finished 48th. He was plus 24, earned 120 grand. The largest payout in the PGA, as I mentioned, was the Players' Championship. The individual that finished 48th in that competition was Adam Long. He was negative one for the weekend. So under par and only earned $57,000. So, so theoretically, you had at minimum 48 people that finished under par in that tournament. Yes. Now, and you had you look, nine people finish under par in you know the first tournament for live golf. Right. And if you look at who finished last in the Players' Championship, that was Lee Hodges. He was plus nine and he earned 41000 now people will go forty one thousand for four days worth of work. That's ten grand a day. Yeah, I'll take but, that. but depending I'll take half that. of that, half of that's the taxes. You got to pay your caddy. You got to pay all right. the people. Your hotel stay. That's yeah, one of the things about the PGA. You pay transportation. Your stay. Everything. Well, and now, now you bring up a great point here, right? And this is something else we haven't touched on: sponsorship. You know, obviously, right. Phil Mickelson lost every sponsor he had. Now, you know, obviously he, you know, ran his mouth a little bit further than he probably should have. Some of the other guys have been a little bit smarter about kind of deflecting some of the questions around the the source of the money and everything. But, you know, you looked at a lot of the guys, you know, this weekend, they're still wearing their tailor-made gear, their Adidas gear, you know. Right. So clearly, you know, these big companies don't have a problem with it just yet. Now, that, you know, could that change down the line? Sure, maybe, but, you know. It, it looks like they're, you know, looking at it as an opportunity to expand their brand, you know, to people that maybe haven't watched PGA tours yet and, you know, get, get people involved in golf and sell more product, which right. at the end of the day is their job. And again, I think that's because those companies have deals with the player, notwithstanding the PGA issue. Those are endorsement <laughs> deals strictly with the player, no matter where that player is playing. Like if Tiger were to go, Nike would go with him because Nike rep, you well, know, they, but, they but deal with Tiger. But you're saying that, you know, he's going to a, and I'm not saying you in particular, but, it, you know, on a broader scale, he's going to a play in a tournament that's backed by sketchy money. You would think then as a, as a big company, you'd say, well, we're not going to support you if you're going to do that because that, that doesn't fall into our values. Well, that makes sense. And I understand. So if, if you're going to roast the guys for going, you know, the, the, the athletes for going and doing it, you got to hold the companies accountable too. But I, I, I guess like you don't I said, have I just, to. I don't you know how it's Who's the audience? Yeah. 
Yeah. I keep coming back to who's the audience for this. It, like the diehard like, people don't want to watch shit golf. Me and the average Joe. This I'm watching is not guys play to the TV. So yeah, just who, about as good as me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know what that audience is yet, right? And and look, you know, obviously, I'm sure you know it'll be hard to tell because their numbers will probably be high this weekend because it was the inaugural event. New. Everybody wants to look and see what's gonna what it's gonna look right. like. And and look, uh, you know. I, I know I read some articles that did, didn't go off without, you know, without its little flaws. Um, they had some issues with the, the broadcasting, um, some things that went on behind the scenes, apparently. Uh, I guess the, uh, the guy writing the, I think the biography, and I, I, I'm drawing a blank on his name, Thor, you mentioned it a minute ago for Phil Ship Nicholson, Ship was uh, kindly escorted out of uh, one of the press conferences by, as he put it, a couple dudes with no necks. Um, because he was so, asking you know, some questions people because he was like. asking some questions and there was another reporter that was removed um, gently shall we say it um, you know he wasn't you know he didn't get his ass kicked but you know he was removed for asking questions so clearly obviously some some stuff already that you can look at and go I don't know this this doesn't seem to all add up yet outside of just the the, the backing of the money right and I know a lot of golfers are deferring to the, you know, when they are approached with, you know, the, the investment fund backs the Saudi government, they've obviously been involved in atrocities. How do you, how can you play for someone like that? And a lot of them are going, I play golf, Mac, as you said, it's not that they're right. not a role model, but they're like, I play golf. I focus on golf. I'm not worried about all of that extraneous shit, you know, but. But it's a human being, like, like Grinch said, I think you, you, you have to, right. To some extent. You can't because you're, you're, you know, you're maybe not endorsing it directly, but you're not denouncing it, which is just as bad. Yeah. I mean, if me as a viewer, it's one of those, like, I, I don't let somebody off the hook because they just choose to abstain Ignore. from an opinion on something, right. you know, like this. It's like, well, you, you voted with your feet. You did. Right. And it's not and that money. I can't understand some aspects of that. It's just, you know, you, you, you there's probably going to be some consequences and you may not like the future of this. Like it's lucrative in the short term, but what's but the long go, term? It may go down in flames after one year. And, right. and I think that's what you're probably going to end up seeing happen here. Right? The XFL. Uh, it's just the unfortunate reality is that these guys are going to end up getting banned from the PGA. This thing folds up after a year. And now what do these guys do? They come back with their head, you know, between their tail and their self licking ice cream PGA, cone, their head between their legs. Or, you know, have they, have the they made enough money that they can just <laughs> cash out? Yes, we all knew what he meant. You're right, Mac. I, I think that would be the case. If this folded, they are going to come back with their tail between their legs going, you know, we're sorry. You know, we say our Hail Marys. Can we come back? And the PGA, at that point, the PGA is going to have all the power, which is something yeah, they, they need to consider. Thing, right? It is. It's something you have you think, to consider. You think the PGA let them back in? The problem is, if this goes on a year or two, like, does a DJ who's fifteenth now is he relevant in two years? And like, well, that's it, right? Grinch's point. You know, if you're playing against guys that aren't as good as you, you know, you're going to start playing down to their level, right? And you're only playing eight times a year. You know, you're gonna you're gonna lose some of that edge, right? I, I, I how do you not? That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you don't, you, you have to play to get better or, or maintain. And if you're not playing, you're not going to get better. Yeah. My grandfather was a musician, uh, played, played jazz guitar for years. And one of the things he always said was when you, when you play music, if you miss a day, you'll notice it. 
you hear it. Mm-hmm. If you miss a week, everybody else knows it. You know, and it's just like you said, Mac, you're going to play down to your competition. Haas, you have said it multiple times in the almost two years we've been doing this that, you know, your dad said you don't get better by playing lesser competition. You have to, you got to play better people to get better. And if you're not, then now doesn't challenge you. Right. The Andy Ogletrees of the live competition, they're playing against a Dustin Johnson and he's going to get better. Hmm. Dustin's not. I mean, I think that's just by, I mean, mean, if if you're playing up against a Dustin Johnson or whatever, I think he's going to get better by default. He finished 48th. He can't get worse. Right. So, no, I mean, you know, I've played with you. So, and vice versa. So, I mean, you know, do we want to check our scorecards? I really could get worse. I'm a pack rat. (laughs) I keep all of our scorecards if you really want to go through that. I, I do they allow them to come back? I think the PGA will acquiesce and allow them to come back. But, Haas. There will be caveats. You want to come back? That's right. This I figured, is how it's I going to be. I figured that was coming. Yeah. 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 Yep. And they're going to hold all the cards at that point. Better kiss the ring. Right. <laughs> put, and your head between, put your head yeah. between your tail and come on back. Yeah. Or. I'm, I'm just going to lean into that and yeah. keep saying or, it. And it, it. It'll be a real thing then. It's the other option. The PGA does shift their way of thinking. They change their approach. And the players come back naturally going, okay, I, I will play for them. Because now it's not a dictatorship. They've given us more control, given us more access. Well, but I think I think on the flip side, though, you still have to look at what they're doing from a fan perspective, right? You know, you, you as the PGA, you have to look at that and say, okay, well, how do we how do we bring in that next generation of golfer, right? right. You know, we, I mean, we, we have to we have to evolve and, and become more socially, you know, get get more involved in social media, um, and they probably are to some extent already, but you know. It, it can't be the stuffy, you know, the stuffy tournaments of, of yesteryear. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I, not saying bring I out think, DJ Khaled, but no, it needs to be the happy right. Gilmore I, approach. To right. Golf. I yes. mean, I think, you know, if you had like a week, you know, in or a, you know, a long weekend of golf, like you could work, work in a fun, shorter tournament, you know, that's more kind of energetic and so forth, which caters to one aspect of an audience. And then you still got your traditional because at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that want to see really high quality golf. I'm not necessarily one of them. Well, <laughs> you know? but I think but... you can see high quality golf and still make it a fun event. Yeah. Right. I think so. Yeah. This is, I mean, to me, I don't know. It's just one of those, I think they swung and missed and it's not going to really manifest. It's not going to play it out until, you know, however many months down the road. Well, here's the other, if you take a swing, you know, it was, you know, kind of like the saying is like, if you're going for the King, you better, you better not miss. Right. Right. (laughs) Or you don't come back from that. (laughs) Yeah. Mac, it's interesting because you, you mentioned at the beginning of this, how this is being televised through social media, YouTube, I'm assuming YouTube TV or whatever they're doing. No, it's actually not even part of YouTube TV. It's just a regular YouTube uh, channel that you can subscribe to just like uh, a spirited debates, YouTube channel. There you go. The interesting part is the PGA has TV deals, you know, CBS, ESPN, like they are showcased across multiple channels, the golf channel and so forth. So they've got that money coming in because of those TV deals. Is live sustainable if they aren't securing TV deals to, to be able to showcase it? They they are because they have, they have unlimited pockets 
from the you know unlimited. The private Nobody investment private investment all firm. resources are finite mm-hmm. but do they want to do they'll that they'll keep stealing money and killing people uh, yeah, yeah but do they want to do that the hope there, is that this yeah. is popular and they can supplant that funding through other sources so, so they aren't so continuing that, to lay it out well that brings me to a question what do you think their motive is to even be doing this I think it's like Ooh, Max the Saudi said, Arabians lipstick yeah, on a pig. Yeah. They they are trying to yeah. reevaluate or or have the world readjust their way of looking at Saudi Arabia. I think that's why they're doing it. Right, and and, and we and briefly touched on that. that holding a golf washing. organization, they don't really think that's a plausible thing that will happen, do they? Well, how does how does you know China hosting the Olympics? You know, trying to put a good <laughs> face on you know the country. You know, I mean, like I said, this is not the first time. Germany did it in the 30s. Russia did it at Sochi. Uh, China's done it. So, yeah, countries have used sports as a way to elevate themselves and change the perspective. But everybody, but but in all of those cases prior, everybody pretty much saw through it and still saw that, you know, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, you're having the Olympics, but you're still, you know, you know. You're moving people you. to gas chambers, right? Yeah, I mean, that doesn't change. And that's why um, I would prefer a DJ come out and go, I'm doing it for the money. No other reason. I'm just doing it because the payout's phenomenal. I have to work one last day a week. It's three days instead of four. I Like Mac, you said, I work eight days a week or eight, eight, eight weekends weeks a year. year. Uh, that's a no-brainer for me, right? As opposed to, oh, I'm doing it to elevate the game of golf. I'm doing it for this altruistic reason. I'm doing it for the, and it's like, you're well, doing it for the I money. Think- I think to some extent they believe that that that's one of the reasons they're doing it, right? I, I, because if they didn't, then you know I don't know that they would necessarily have made the jump. Um, but yes, the, the the primary motive is money, without a doubt. And, and like I said, I think you know many of them have kind of, without saying it exactly that way, have kind, kind of, of said leaned that. into it. Yeah, uh, I saw an article. I was trying to find it uh, at the. God, what I do with it at the opening of the tournament. I can't remember what the song was. They actually, somebody was playing a song on the loudspeaker about money. God bless it. What was the song? It's all about the Benjamins. I mean, it was something like that. Right. And it was like, it was their, it was their way of saying the only reason people are doing this is because of the money. And I guess the, the tour itself actually picked up the intro to the song and now they're using it. And I, I will find the song. But I was just like, well, that's funny as hell. Somebody did it thinking we're going to showcase the fact that you all are just shallow ass and they individuals. Just, they just leaned into it. And they leaned into it. Yeah. Well, because they know what they're doing too, right? Let's be honest. I don't think they're, they, they're, they're not looking at this going, oh, we're going to change the world. You know, that may be a byproduct of it, but, you know, we're doing this for money. Right. So, Mac, you watched a couple, I don't know, holes, rounds, whatever you did. Yeah, so I mean, I, you know, I, like I said, you know, I, I think the quality of golf was not there, Okay, you know, from, you know, and I'm not an avid, you know, you know, I'm not a person that avidly watches, you know, PGA events either. Um, you know, I'll turn on the, the, the Masters, the British Open, some of the, the majors and watch them. Um, but, yeah, I, I look, I, you know, I watched it and, you know, like we talked about, you know, you had a small number of people finish even over par or under par. Um, and, and a lot of bad shots uh, from people that, you know, like we've talked about that, you know, are, are big names, you know, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, um, you know, you looked at them and you're like, okay, I expect one or two bad shots, but you've made, you know, quite a few of them today. And, and again, some of that could have been nerves, but if that continues, then yeah, I mean, 
if you have low quality of play, you have all the, you know, the issues surrounding it as far as, you know, how it's being funded and everything. I, I don't see how it's sustainable long-term, you know, you get right. a year out of it maybe. Um, and, and it becomes the next, you know, XFL or, you know, arena football or any, any other upstart that, that has tried to take on the big boys. And it just unfortunately falters by the wayside. And I don't know that that's a good thing. I mean, I think challenging, you know, challenging the establishment can be good um, if it brings about change. Right. I just don't know that this will do that. I'm so good just to toot my own horn. It was the OJ's 1973 hit for the love of money. And it was blared over loudspeakers. Money, 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 money. Uh, the song, of course, was written not so as an tech, ode to tech. wealth, but as a warning about the perils of doing anything for the almighty dollar. By week's end, though, the original intent of the song felt essentially meaningless. Only the opening riff mattered. Live Golf was now using it as a boast, one that will likely serve as a siren call to the best golfers in the world. So, so classless. Un- so it's unfortunately, just, it, didn't have the impact they had hoped. Yeah. <laughs> tacky yeah so clearly grinch is not a fan will not be watching but you don't really watch golf anyway and that's okay that's why i said at the outset three of the four (laughs) of us three of the four of us you know we have played uh enjoy playing uh you know even if we're shooting 105 110 it is what it is 130 yeah um and 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 again andy ogletree i just want to say putting you putting all the way to the hole (laughs) you can use a driver (laughs) i got two you should definitely not talk shit until you get out and play (laughs) i'm just gonna say that right now um andy ogletree was plus 24 for the weekend but that's three days worth of golf which means he was only plus eight each day on average i don't shoot plus eight in any fucking game so he's still doing better than me, Mac. I just wanted to point that out. That plus 24 sounds like a lot, but that's plus 24 over three days. Yeah, but it's still in the grand scheme of if you look at, you know, PGA golf. Shit-tastic. Yeah. And he still earned 120 grand. Because let's be honest, that's all this guy. I, I could shoot plus eight if all I did every day was, you know, practice playing golf, working out to play golf. And playing golf, man, Mac, you'd make hundred and twenty grand a weekend. I know times eight, times eight, even if you finish last. And, and as we've clearly, clearly already established, I have no problem, you know, for the with the money grab. So, you know, Greg Norman, if you're listening, ring me. Big up. Mac you is know, we'll ready. Make this happen. That's right. I can be your next John Daly. That's it. Uh, I would love to see John Daly get the call. Of course, I, I just you know would love to see him out on the tour again. He'd be swinging a golf club with a cigar in his fucking mouth and a bottle of because wild turkey in his hand. He would be the guy that would simply say, I'm fucking I'm doing, doing it for, for the, the money. money. That's right. Um, I'm opening my own Hooters. Look, at the end of the day, it was interesting, you know, looking at this and seeing how it kind of unfolded and, and the, the, the different facets of it. Again, from the PGA Tour banning people, players resending their PGA Tour memberships in favor of going to play what it meant that it was backed by the public investment fund in Saudi Arabia and the Saudi Arabian government and all of the issues kind of surrounding it, who jumped ship, who didn't and why. And ultimately I, we all, I think seem to believe, I think we're in agreement that it was for the money. Um, and well, it'd be interesting to see if, how this plays out over the next seven events. Is this sustainable? Will this be back next year? Who knows? Uh, you know, and if it doesn't work out, how do the players ultimately reconcile that fact? And do they come back crawling to the PGA going, can we come back? And does the PGA go, no, you 
you made your choice. You made your bed. You're going to fucking lie in it. No, I, I, I think no on that. Right. Because I think just like anybody else, the PGA tour is looking to make money. So if these guys can continue to be a draw for them, that's the key. Right? Use them. They're, 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 and that's why these guys are independent contractors. They're using these people to promote their product. As long as they're bringing something to the PGA, they, they'll welcome them back. If they're not, then yeah, you won't see them welcome them back. No. Yeah, I seriously wonder if Mickelson will be back. I have to let him back. No, in. Phil Mickelson has burnt every bridge he yes. has with the PGA at this point. From everything I've read, he will never play golf there again. Do um, you, you have some other folks, like you said, like the the Dustin Johnsons of the world and some of the other guys that have kind of jumped ship that, that may have the opportunity to go back, you know, should this all fold. But I do not think he'll and, – and I don't know that he would want to, honestly. I, I Like I said, I think he's kind of – in the twilight of his career and he's just doing this on the back end he's to make doing his, this, maximize his money. Yeah. To make, make some money and sail off into retirement. Yeah. Hey, look, I totally lost my train of thought. Fuck. You just macked that shit. God damn. I did. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. That, that just seemed weird. Cause I was like, I've got it. I've got it. I don't have it. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to every day of my life, man. Uh, Phil Mickelson, <laughs> Dustin Johnson. Oh, that's what it was. I, I think it's interesting that DJ resigned his membership. And I think a lot of these players thought the PGA ain't going to do shit. I'm going to go and play and the PGA tour is not going to do a goddamn thing. And then the PGA tour banned them where DJ right. was like, I'm resigning it because I don't want to deal with any legal issues. I don't want to have any problems. Right. And that's, that's actually pretty, that's, that's funny you bring that's that up because I was thinking, what was the motivation of doing that? The motivation of resigning, it means you didn't get banned, right? which means you could reapply. I would think under the bylaws. I would think so. No, I no, haven't that, checked you, Also, you know. just you control your own narrative, right? Right. right. That too. Yeah. That's the big thing from a, from yeah. a PR standpoint. Right. But I think the other, the 17 members that got banned made a calculated decision that the PGA Tour were going to be too much of a pussy to ban them, name recognition or whatever, and they were wrong. Right. So, yeah, I think DJ was, he may obviously, from his perspective, made a more intelligent decision going, I'm walking away on my At least terms. legally speaking, right? Because right. they didn't quote unquote ban him, which means if he wants to reapply, they have no he reason can. not to not to give him membership. Exactly. He has it because if he's well, resigned, think about this. As a contractor, if he's resigned, that means they no longer get to dictate to him what he does with his employment, right? So if he goes to go back and they and they don't reinstate him, that's a lawsuit right there. But they and could then, still ban him, right? even if he resigned, right? I mean, but he hasn't broken any laws. Uh, yeah, he resigned I mean, what, his what, membership what, before what, he yeah. went and did it. It's like if you and yeah, I have I a, know, we have a contract, right? And I'm a contract only to work for you. If I resign and terminate that agreement. I'm not free to do whatever the fuck I want. The non-compete becomes irrelevant. Right. becomes moving. Right. But I'm going to, in the back of my mind, say, fuck you. I know what you did. You tried to do it the right way, but I know what you did. So you're not coming back. But but yeah. as Haas says, those, from like, a legal standpoint, though. Don't care. You know? <laughs> right. Haas is saying, from a legal standpoint, if they do that, he can bring a lawsuit. Why? I mean, it depends on... You don't have they a don't right have to, to membership. No, they can but deny have, his but, membership, but, but but you have a right to, to make a living, right? Yeah, and that's fine. Just not so, back with us. Go, go, yeah. yeah, go go join go join live but, golf. Here, oh, wait, here's my point. Do you mind. think the PGA wants to put up with that kind of? Do you think they want to shell out money mm -hmm. for that lawsuit and all the bad PR that's going to go along with that? I think I bet if, they do. 
I think if they're going to monkey stomp on this thing yeah. to make sure everybody knows where things stand, yes. They're going to do it right to the end. So so that yeah. next time, the, the, the next That's right. tournament, everybody looks at it and goes, well, I'm not going to I'm not, not going to Big Daddy. Right. It's like this is a one-way road. Yeah, because ultimately <laughs> those 17 players that got banned and Dustin Johnson who resigned, like you said, if this folds in a year, what do they do? How do they earn their living? What do they go to those long drive competitions? I mean, what are they doing in terms of earning finances or yeah. earning money? Phil may be on the end of his career. Dustin Johnson's not. Right. And yeah, he's they're, going, they're I got both a guaranteed lot. 200 million, right? Yeah, they did get a uh, what they call the signing bonus, right? So, so outside of any, you know, any earnings they make playing golf, they both got, I don't know, uh, Hoss, I'll go and with that 200 thing. million. Who what, the, pay, what the actual do, number was. Do they pay was, taxes but, on that? I mean, they have because it's registered, it's registered with Saudi Arabia, right? It depends on. It's here's know. here's That's my a good question. Yeah, here's my thinking. Was that was that? I mean, are they netting two hundred? I'd quit now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, okay, does it even fucking matter? Well, for that amount of money, I mean, that's why I say like you get a couple people who knew they bought one way tickets, right? Right, and the value, the amount of money they're getting. They can live off that the remainder of their days, even if some, this some works of these out. other cats probably mm-hmm. not in that position yet. They made the move, and like I said, it's a flash in the pan, fairly lucrative. And if they, you know, invest or whatever wisely, but otherwise, I, I mean, I would imagine they're probably going to be dead. So PNG from the PGA. <laughs> well, and here's here's a good question I have: is is you probably have some folks that, that you know lower names that nobody knows about. Um, from some of the other tours, like, you know, the Japanese tour and stuff um, that are playing in this, you know, can they up their game and their worth and still go apply at the PGA? Because they were ne- maybe they were never a member of the PGA, mm-hmm. so they didn't resign. They didn't get banned. Right. But they played in Live Golf. And so that'll be where that'll be to me. That'll be the telling part, right, is if some of those folks after this, you know, if this does fold, they apply to the PGA and the PGA denies them then you will know it was just, you know, it was a power play by the PGA. Right. They're going to say anybody that was involved in this, you know, fuck you because we didn't want the upstart league. Right. So an Andy Ogletree, if he decides to go play for the PGA next year and they go, nope. Right. What happens? What happens this time? What happens next year? Whatever that is next season for live golf. If they decide to double down and they go out and they start grabbing all the talent. Yeah, what if they all end up jumping ship and the PGA Tour has like six people uh-huh. and the PGA Tour is going, oh, shit. We uh-huh. underestimated that. Yeah. Saucy. And it could happen. They, they clearly so have saucy. the money to do it, it seems like. Yeah, they start up and depending on the you're popularity. Talking about, you're talking about an organization that has less money, supposedly, in their coffers to, for operations and payroll and all that. Then they're then then one of these golfers was paid as a sign-on bonus, right? So well, you, that's don't, what, don't you think at some point somewhere somebody at the PGA is shaking in their boots a little bit, going, "Oh shit!" Well, I but that was the so. whole point of this, right? Was to create free agency in golf, mm-hmm. right? Because before there was not, there was it. You know, you played at the PGA. Yeah. That was that was pretty much it. You know, now you have other places to go play and clearly make more money. So you can up your value just like you can in, you know, football, baseball, you know, any other sport, you know, you, you have that ability to do now in golf. 
it'll be an interesting yeah. way that this whole thing unfolds. I'm, so, I'm intrigued to see how it plays out. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, yeah. I'd right. like to talk about it a little bit more though, and see if we can actually finally put Grinch to sleep though. Um, <laughs> I, this is the, yeah, this is the quietest he's been, right? Mac, I, I gotta I mean, say, brother, you really brought your A game today. I know you're like, I don't ever bring my A game. You really did. Do I and sound I appreciate like that? Uh, I may have today. Yes. <laughs> you you sound like that when you don't bring your A game. That's it. Oh, but wow. today, A game. That's it. Uh, all right, gentlemen. So you know what? Uh, we didn't solve any problems, but we weren't trying to. It's not our problem to solve here. We just wanted to debate it, talk about it, and uh, you know, inform our listening constituency about the state of golf in the world. So I appreciate y'all being here. Grinch as quiet as you were, you know, we always appreciate you being here. Thank you. You're not into it. You're not invested. You don't Sorry. care. You ain't You're watching welcome it. for my service. No, we appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so we will leave it it's there. It's great to be serviced by you. That's it. Hmm? Uh, feel free to, to check out all of our episodes at a debate.com. Uh, you can, all the drinks that we have here, obviously my delicious bourbon milk punch, the painkiller, the, as he just said, you, you sound like uh, Rob Halford, the dude from no, no, no. the dude from uh, he's the Dr. Diminish. Pepper commercials. Oh, the sweet one, little sweet, little sweet, yeah, little sweet. <laughs> who was uh, actually on American Idol. Just want to put that out there. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Yes, a spirit of debate.com. Check out a lot of our drinks. Obviously, you can check out all of our episodes in the vault. Haas, I see you laughing as you plow through your what looks like popcorn. I don't even know if it is. Um, Yes, so hit us up there. You can drop a, uh, uh, drop us a line, a topic you'd like us to debate, a drink you'd like us to try. Obviously, you can check us out at the Four Horsemen, the Quattro, and what is it? Yanetes. The Quattro Yanetes. <laughs> the Four Horsemen at debate.com. Drop us a line there, a drink you'd like us to try, a topic you'd like us to debate. We'd love to have you on the show if that's possible, if we can do it. Let you come in and use our platform to talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. If nothing else, drop us a line and just ask us a question that you'd like us to answer. We'd love to do that too. Uh, gentlemen, as always, thank you for being here. Loved it as always, Mac. Thank you for bringing your A game. I expect that every time now. That level of dedication. New standard. Right? You've just said it. That's a bar. Oh, it's up here. We're in trouble then. That's a bar up there, and I expect you to hit it. It's like high jump. I think you can do it. Get a good I can start. promise you I can't high jump. <laughs> Plow right through the bar. Um so as always, gentlemen, love doing it week in and week out. We will do it again next week. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you all later. information or opinions expressed during the Aspirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the host or guest may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of Aspirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.